Welcome back, everyone, to Shot of Culture, Queer Tales Over Kava and Tequila Sips. I'm your co-host, Pratiba, and I'm here with... Pilo G. What's going on, Pilo G? Oh, my God. We have an exciting episode for you guys today. Uh, we've invited the one and the only founder of Club Skirts and the Dinosaur Weekend, Mariah Hansen. Hello, hello. Hello. So Welcome to the show, Mariah. How are you? How- happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday. I'm good. You know, we're like eight days out, so it's a little crazy, but uh, it's going to be an exciting dinosaur. so we're looking forward to that. Yeah, it is sure going to be an exciting dyna, and we're uh, absolutely looking forward to seeing you next um, next week, actually. Eight days out, I can't right. believe it, right? Yeah. 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 So we have given our audience some background on you and Dinah Shore. We actually went back in 2009. We were fresh friends back then. We had only met for probably a month, I think, at that yes. time. And then we had two other friends that were our best friends, and we were kind of acquaintances. And we ended up going to the 2009 Dinah, and we had That's a That's a ball. really good first Dinah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Katy Perry, Lady Gaga. Yes. Yes. So much more, wasn't there? Like Margaret Show and Indigo Girls. Yes. It was kind of crazy. Oh yeah. my God. It was so, we were in our twenties back then, <laughs> late twenties. Um, we were having, we were all single. We had a lot of fun. And I remember leaving that weekend. You always think like different things about going to the dinosaur. That was my first time going. Pilogy had been before, but one of the things that sustained, right. Was that the four of us that went to Dinah 15 years ago are now yeah. best friends and have remained yeah. best friends. And you know I how think many times I hear that really, yes, often. It's really a really wonderful aspect of the Dinah is that it cultivates lifelong friendships. Absolutely. And so that's what I was going right. to ask you about, right? Is like, it's instrumental. Like when I think about Dinosaur Weekend, the, the ability of Dinosaur Weekend to create community and bonds that life lasts a lifetime, right? So when you're right. thinking about when you started this back in 1991, could you have imagined this legacy and impact that you have had in the queer community? To the extent, no, it's been beyond my wildest dreams, but at the end of the day, has a lot of this been, once I recognized what was going on, have we worked to cultivate that? Absolutely. So it's a yes and no answer. I mean, who would have thought that you would create an event, you know, I was 30, I don't know, 30, 31, 30 and I would have never imagined that I was going to create an event that would become a bucket list for a global community, not just community in the United States. I mean, Absolutely. People come to China from Russia, from Australia, from Japan. I mean, it's crazy. That is and wild. So, that's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So tell us about, you know, I want to kind of dig deeper on here. Tell us about what's the wildest thing that's happened to build this weekend. The wildest thing that's happened to build this weekend, I've actually uh, had hotel contracts snapped out right from under me that I thought I had multiple year contracts. And then a hotel will change management, which happens often. And the new management comes in and maybe they're not as LGBT friendly as one would hope that a hotel in Palm Springs would be. It's kind of a, it's really a duh. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's been wild for me because you plan a year ahead of time. And so to have someone go, we're canceling your contract and then you have to deal with finding another hotel. That's probably been the wildest thing that ever happened to me and the most shocking. Um, The letter I got from the company was, it was shocking. This was a long time ago. This was in about 2010, maybe 2011. But uh, it, it was a letter that just, 
you know, it's like, where, where are you guys living? Like, yeah. Like, out under. Wow. Um, and so that's a, that's a wild, difficult thing. The wildest, coolest thing. Uh, God, I got called to the front of the Hilton one year, not that long ago. And somebody said, you know, Lady Gaga's bodyguard wants to speak with you. And I was like, okay. And I walked <laughs> up and he goes, she wants to come in. I need to make sure that you're, she's going to get to where she wants to go. She wanted to come see Samantha Ronson. Um, we'll be non-problematic. We're really good at that. We have the best security. And we know how to take very famous people through a crowded room without anybody knowing they're there yeah. or without being able to penetrate into the circle we created for them. When you're dealing with artists like um, Kate uh, Menig and Leisha Haley of Elwer, yep, I've never seen anything like it. It is Beatlemania in modern times. Wow. The frenzy, I believe it. The frenzy over those two. We, used, we had Navy SEALs surrounding them. So oh, that, wow. I believe just, it. I would be throwing my panties yeah. at them. For sure. <laughs> that you know? was cool. yeah. Lady Gaga yeah. would show up and hang out in the green room. And, you know, we had all the, we had all the curtains closed, give her privacy. And the first thing she does is open the, I was like, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> good. Good. No, you guys have had definitely some amazing acts, you know, over the years. Um, so very happy that we've got, we've had the opportunity to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, we talked, I know that you've also done, uh, you know, a lot of uh, work within the community, um, you know, across Northern California, Southern California. Um, your first Club Skirts production was in San Francisco, um, and you founded the Dinosaur Weekend in Palm, Palm Springs. Uh, what made you choose these uh, specifically? San Francisco, no brainer. I lived there. So that's where I started my promotion career. And it's a super cool city. It really cool when I started out. So creating community there was really important because it was different. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're going back 30 years. Yeah. It was time. Right. And, and so to create safe spaces for women in really cool nightclubs was what I was all about because we had tended to be in these little holes hidden in, you know, yes, the farthest reaches of a town. And I'm like, that's not right. We should, you know, let's, and so I started out at the end up, which love the really end up. Cool. Yes. <laughs> Staple. Yeah. Yes. Um, Palm Springs. I'm not the first person to do dinosaur weekend party. The, 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 the people who started the first dinos, I, Carolyn clone and um, I think her name was Kathy Miller. Um, they were throwing parties and I came down to one of them and I just thought, man, this could be different. And, you know, there's like 50 rooms in a hotel. And I'm like, why don't we take over the whole hotel? And that's a risk. Yeah, absolutely. Hotel contracts are tricky. I don't recommend, uh, you know, when you do a good job in production, you make it look easy. And hotel contracts, man, they are not your friend. (laughs) And so um, taking a whole hotel, basically you're responsible for every room, whether you sell it or not. And, um I did that, and then I did really beautiful. I did it at the Palm Springs Museum, and it just kind of, you know, it resonated differently. And I got corporate sponsors, and I got high-profile acts. You know, I had Martha Wash my first year, and wow. she was the voice of um, CC in the Music Factory. And so they had five top ten hits yes. when she played the diner. And that is actually 
happen over and over and over with the dyno where we get artists that are just on the cusp and are about to take off. Like I booked pussycat dolls and I spent more money on them than I ever imagined. I would ever <laughs> way more than two cars. I mean, it, I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Um, but the gal, uh, Marilyn Bachelor, she's such a sweet lady. She said, you know, you got to trust me on this one. They're going to blow up. Yeah. And I said, okay. And then by the time they played the Dinah, they had five top ten hits. It, it was just crazy. Amazing. So that's happened over and over again. Palm Springs is a very liberal town. When I started, it wasn't, but it's become that. Yeah. The, the city council is um, very has a strong LGBT plus representation. Um, the town, I mean, we own, so <laughs> come on, that town is beautiful because of us. Yes, it and, is. Uh, right. And so that is the perfect place to produce an event like mine because it's gay friendly. It's a resort town. So it caters to tourism. And if you cater to tourism, your customer service, it's high. Right. Um, and generally the hotels you work out, get work out of, get it. So I, I mean, it's just a perfect marriage for me. I wouldn't produce a diner anywhere else. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, we are um, San Francisco. We talk a lot about this on the show. Like we're uh, born and raised in San Francisco. And so like having this queer community for ourselves and like being able to go to like women's spaces is really important for us. And then I'm actually a part-time resident of the desert recently. Um, okay. And so I sp- uh-huh. split my time between San Francisco and the desert, uh, Palm Springs, Palm Desert area. And life so is good. life is good. <laughs> I love yeah. Palm Springs. I love it. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I was just there last weekend. My girlfriend's birthday is Labor Day weekend, which, you Perfect. know, she doesn't watch my interviews, so I can say this. <laughs> oh, we love it. We'll tag her it's in. It's like hey. the worst timing in the world, right? Like, you know, it's like, oh, my God, I'm two and a half or I'm three weeks out. And, and but I got to stop and just chill and, and turn that part of my brain off, which for me is really hard. I'm a workaholic. But I was floating in a pool last weekend, enjoying my girlfriend's birthday. I do my best to go, fuck, I can't believe I'm not working right now. And it was pretty amazing. <laughs> that is a great town. That's, That's awesome. what Palm Springs will do to you, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so the 2023 Dinah is fast approaching at the Margaritaville Resort, kicking off activities Wednesday, September 20th, and concluding Sunday, September 24th at the Reforma Nightclub. What's something that you are personally looking forward to this year that may be different than past years? Sure. Uh, two things. Uh, we're doing our, our celebrity dodgeball again this year, and we're doing it really different. Like, nice. it's just, it's going to be so fun. You guys should play it. Uh, I'm down. I don't know if I'm pretty good. I'm down. I don't know if I'm good with any balls, but. <laughs> Can I wear heels? <laughs> I, I feel you. Um, email me. Email me. We'll get okay. you in on that. Okay. Um, so we're going to have like sponge guns and cheerleaders and I might be there for that. Mikey Kaufman from the real Elwards, the referee, uh, nice. along with um, Lacey Stone from um, uh, Revenge Body. Yep. The Kardashian show. Yeah. So that's going to be super fun. But we're starting a scavenger hunt Ooh. this year. Yeah. It's kind of. And we're starting Sunday Funday. We're not going to, we used to do, um, sorry, not Sunday Funday, Lucky Sunday. We used to do Sunday Funday. And now it's going to be Lucky Sunday and kind of combining with the scavenger hunt. But we're going to do a raffle every hour from one of our sponsors or the hotel or us. Everybody's going to get a raffle ticket when they enter on Sunday. And, you know, the grand prize is going to be a VIP package. Ooh, amazing. That sounds amazing. Lots to look forward to. And so your last chance to get lucky at the diner. 
<laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's um, Sunday. <laughs> yes. On the flip side, is there something that you look forward to every year that happens at the Dyna? Absolutely. And I, I, the, there's this point, it's always on Saturday, the pool, that's our most packed pool party. And I'll be, you know, in the corner of the stage looking at, and it's literally a sea of women and they are just smiling and joyful. Then really the word is joy. It's just, and community and just, just, it's just this beautiful sea of diversity, of unity, of community, of connectivity and there's a feeling that I get when I see that every year that just makes me feel like I, I'm doing the right thing, you know? Absolutely. Something, good, something deeply good is happening here. It's not just – you guys have been, so you know. It's not just a party. Like, I don't talk about it like that anymore because our intention has changed about how we produce it. So, yeah, you can go there and you can drink all weekend and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can – you can make of it whatever you want, but there's this intention behind it from my entire staff. We talk about it before we start producing. We talk about it during and at the end, we talk about it. We have an intention to help you realize for five days what a beautiful world we all can live in if we just open our hearts and accept each other as we are and to celebrate our differences and to be curious Yes. What a great word. Let's be curious about each other. And so when you have that kind of intention as the producer and as the, the, the team that's helping you produce it, the customers can't help but feel it at some energetic level. And I know I sound woo-woo, but that's wow. how the Dyna is now. And it's really beautiful. And the thing I hear at the end of every Dyna is the energy here was really amazing, man. The vibe here is cool. And we all smile because we're like, yeah, we did that on purpose. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I do. One of my uh, fondest memories. Um, and I always think about the diner as like a place of like coming together, liberation, freedom. I remember yeah. standing in line vividly one day and just striking a conversation with the person next to me. And she had come from Utah and she was like, I'm not out. And so this wow. weekend was just amazing. She was a school teacher, obviously not out, but her outlet was coming out to the party and just letting her hair down, having a great time. So I think that that's amazing when you're able to pull people from all places, obviously places where they live in a bubble and they, you know, have yeah. a hard time being who they, who yeah. they truly are. So it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, so expecting a huge crowd, uh, the last year's, have been strange to say the least, right? With the pandemic, we went from in-person events to virtual events and, you know, we see organizations trying to bring people back into the office, you know, back, we're like back and forth into person events. What were those years like for you in responding to the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, And and what do you want to tell folks that are still a bit apprehensive about coming in to gather again, obviously for larger events like this? I feel so mixed about the whole COVID experience. I really do. The more I learn about it, I kind of sometimes wonder what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Uh, we had a really, in the height of COVID, I do not know one case of transmission because I think it's really important for people to be responsible. And that's a COVID test. You know, they're 70 or more percent accurate. So I think people should be taking that. And we'll send out an email in a few days saying, yeah. please take a COVID test before you come. You know, keep your community safe. If you test positive, you know, we'll transfer your ticket to next year. Don't worry about it. You know, I think if you're not comfortable, you got to do what's right for you. And we'll transfer tickets. 
but I would hope that we all work towards, um, you know, we have 9 billion people on this world. It's not going to be our last pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on and mother earth is fighting back. I think most of the events are outside, you know, or half of them are. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. I love that. I think there's a good mix of events that are outdoor and indoors. So it really just, you know, does um, lend to anyone's preferences. Like if you want to be indoors, you can be. And if you want to be outdoors, you can be. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yes. Thank and you. And even that. at the night parties, you can be outside the whole time. Oh, nice. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, we have that huge courtyard right in front of the um, ballroom that, that becomes part of the space. And, and there's a lot of space there. So Awesome. Yeah. Great. So PLOG and I are big advocates within the LGBTQ plus IA communities across intersections. And that's kind of why we started this podcast, honestly, to kind of highlight queer stories from black and brown perspectives, cultural, gender identity, and immigrant experiences. So lots of different intersections there. I think we do this in a really fun way on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Dyna Weekend is also something, you know, that's really fun across intersections as well. And I think one of the things that we admire about the Dyna Weekend, and you talked about this kind of earlier, is how intentionally inclusive the spaces and I think that comes from a large part of your personal advocacy work that you have done Um, as we continue to see our communities targeted particularly the trans community what are you focused on moving forward in terms of your own advocacy work I think it's really important to create safe space for all people and I think that if we ask for tolerance we need to give it and that's not some pick and choose kind of thing right you're either tolerant or you're not And so when I hear statements like, um, why are men here, cis men or trans men, this is a women's event. My response has always been the same. I've been producing it for 32 years and I've never called it a hundred percent women's event and it still isn't. And if that's your mindset, this may not be the event for you. Mm -hmm. What we're here doing is celebrating the, um, our femaleness, however you identify that, you know? And so um, if you're there celebrating that, then then you're at the right place because that's what we're doing. We're, we're celebrating um, that, that aspect. And if there are people who are allies, um, if there are, I, the, one of my best stories, you guys, was um, an agent of one of the artists that I, booked a couple years ago and he's just you know he's he looked very cis male to me and um we were talking and and then he said you know I got to tell you something and I said what he goes I just really love that you have such a safe space for trans people and that you open the diner to trans men because I used to come here as a lesbian yeah I mean it floored me but I was this moment where I went again I'm I'm, do, I'm on the right side of history here. I think women have guy best friends, so why can't you bring your best friend to the diner? And in, in the face of all these things, somehow I've managed to keep it 98% female-centric. And so it's possible that people respect female spaces. Yeah. And and when I say female, I'm, you know, I, I just, we we need to broaden our, uh, our ideas of what that means. Yes. You know, right? Because, um, because we just have to be expansive people. You know, Absolutely. That's our goal on this on, in this lifetime. Expand yourself. Expand your heart. Expand your thinking. You know, and, and, and don't contract because contraction doesn't feel good. Absolutely. So, you know, right? It doesn't. It doesn't feel good to be bigoted. They don't 
feel good. Yes. But if you don't know what it's like to feel good, then being bigoted would seem okay because you don't know how else to feel. So, man, I think people need to figure out how to feel good. Absolutely. <laughs> and when they do, stay there. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your uh, advocacy work, Mariah. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely honored to be a part of the Dyna this year. Um, we look forward to seeing you the events next week. Um, I think it's time that we switch gears a little um, and go to our favorite segment of our show. So, right. friends and fam, it's time for it. And we call this... It's Gay Q&A with Mariah Hansen. Okay, Mariah. So, Gay Q&A is here. You're going to answer some questions for us that are common in the queer community. These questions can vary from sex to relationship advice or common terminology that we find in the queer community. Um, you are welcome <clears throat> to plead the fifth on any of these questions if you don't feel comfortable <laughs> with I them. Might. We'll see. Because <laughs> we have done that ourselves <laughs> from time to time. Okay. And we're just going to pull these questions at random. Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. Okay, here we go. Let's see here. First question is, when did you suspect you were gay? Oh, my God. Uh, like, six. There was a librarian in my elementary school with the best legs in the world. And I just, I knew she had gorgeous legs. Yeah. You know, that's as far as it went. But, and then I did kiss Cheryl when I was about eight or nine. Oh, we like Cheryl's. (laughs) Not bad. Um, I wonder where Cheryl is these days. Um, So I think I knew early on, um, I didn't have the courage to um, live that authentically until I was 24. Um, and it was a series of just coincidences that led me to a bar called Clementina's, which um, was in San Francisco. And it was a great, great lesbian on an alley. <laughs> but uh, yeah, pretty young. Awesome. Awesome. Um, a few weeks ago, we had an episode on um, uh, U-Hauling. Um, yes, which is very common <laughs> in the lesbian community. <laughs> Have you ever you hauled with someone? And what's the appropriate timeline? Like that's always a debate. Is yes. it weeks? Is it months? Uh, what is like? What is that like for you? All right, I, I'm going to give you a two tiered answer. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm older now, so I think when you're younger, I think you should have. Uh, I think it's fine you haul. You know, you're you're going to figure it all out. Like it's an impulsive move, um, and so you're gambling a little bit, right? But some gambles are going to come to fruition and some aren't, but it's all a learning experience. And so I just don't think there's any mistakes in life. Have I U-Hauled? Yes. <laughs> Once. Tell us, tell us. Um, it's like you're getting um, your driver's license. Okay. She, you, oh, her okay. name was Christine and she was really phenomenal. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, but I was young. It, you know, lasted only a couple of years. And would I U-Haul now? Never. <laughs> Yes, that's what we say. Ever. You're like, read this 35-page contract, <laughs> yes. and then we can U-Haul yeah. it. You agree to all I the terms. I don't think you actually should even live together for um, at least a year. Um, because I think that, you know, <clears throat> love, falling in love is, is um, it's kind of like that, that love that you have in you meets the love that someone else has, right? But it's your love yeah. that's meeting another person's love. It, you know, it's all self-love. And I think that can get confusing at first because you think it's their love and it's actually something in you that's rising and you think it's about someone else, but someone else is just helping that, like think of it as a wave. 
And uh, I, I think that can be very tricky because um, it's not always uh, a good uh, indicator of if this is a good match or not, because that's a very um, ephemeral feeling, you know, and, and it, and you really need to get to know someone. I don't think you see, start seeing anybody's underbelly and we all have them. Yeah. Yeah. You don't start do. seeing someone's underbelly for at least six, seven months, you know, and, and that's when you kind of, and then my advice to anybody is when you get the really serious red flags, you know, where there's that like higher voice in you going, Oh, that was not a good thing. This person did. And it's not even like, I mean, this is a serious, not good thing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's not something that I would want to be living with every day of my life. If you get those, you should listen to them because that is your, that's, that's your intuition telling you run. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we get stuck. You can get stuck in relationships. Absolutely. You know, it's called being courted, right? Where you're courted to some, you can't get away. And you could be in a bad relationship for years that you could have avoided if you listened to that first voice that went, this person just did something that's uh, this indicative of someone who's got some deep wounds that they maybe need to work out a little bit more before a serious relationship. And we all have wounds and we all need to be working on them. Yeah. It's a practice, right? But yeah, so I, no, I would never U-Haul ever, <laughs> ever once. You heard it here. <laughs> all right. All right. Two more questions. Um, your next one is, tell us, you have such sage advice here, right? So I want to know, tell us your worst ex story. Worst ex story. Oh, God. I've had a lot. <laughs> I, like, I went from, like, really amazing relationship to really funky relationship. Amazing, funky. What You know? But they're all journeys, right? Yes. Because it's all, it's the U-turn, right? Yeah. It's the U-turn. You can't blame it on the other person. Like, first off, you have to ask yourself, how did I attract that? Right? Because it's, you attracted it. Yeah. And so what do you need to clean up in order to attract something a little bit higher? So, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, (laughs) Spill it. Come on. Give us details. You don't have to give us the name. I think I'm going to plead the fifth on this Ah! one, but I will tell you, I have had some amazing relationships and I've, I've, I've been in some funky relationships too. And I. I, I, I always think you have work to do on yourself. I love this. This Absolutely. is the best plead the fifth answer we've got. That is. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Last question for you. Uh, All right. Below. Last question. Maybe I'll do a two-parter here. Oh. Number one, what is in your Dyna suitcase? Ah, uh, my Dyna suitcase. You're going to be surprised. You got to bring flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> I got my flip flops in my suitcase. Is that the secret code word? I know for something else that we're bringing. No. <laughs> All right. Um, and uh, uh, I have um, some shorts, bathing suit. I got a ball of red wine stuffed in there. Very okay. good red wine. Good. Uh, and um, a lot of water. Awesome. So you yeah. don't really need a lot of clothes. <laughs> yeah. Too. You I'm definitely like- need water. And you need you know. You need a little libation. Absolutely. So last question. I'm 21 years old. I'm not, but if I were <laughs> and going to the Dinah for the first time, what advice would you give that person? First Dinah. First Dinah. <clears throat> Newbies make, they make the same mistake. They all do. 
And that is that when you get to the diamond, it's so exciting. And you're like, Oh my God, I, I've never seen anything like this. And so you do too much too soon, too much sun, too much drinking, mm. too much dancing, too much staying up too late. In there. And um, <laughs> I've heard too many times I slept through Lady Gaga. I slept through, you know, Jesse Reyes. I slept through, you know, Colby Calais or, you know, we've had some pretty amazing people that have done it. People slept through you because by Saturday, they're just like, I, I'm really tired, <laughs> you know? And it's like, <laughs> you got to pace yourself at the diner because there's too much to see. There's too much to do. And like you already noted earlier, there's too many amazing people to meet. Yes. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's the end of Gay Q&A. Thank you, Mariah, for playing along with us. We are so thrilled to have you on the show today. Everyone in our audience, please come through at Dinah Weekend. It's rapidly approaching next week, September 20th to September 24th. We're going to be there the whole week. Um, we're starting off on Wednesday. We're going to go through Sunday. And like I said, I kind of you know live halftime in the desert, so of course I'm going to be there all week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And email us if you have any questions at shotofculturepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on our social media, Shot of Culture Podcast. That's on Instagram. And obviously make sure to follow Dinah on Instagram as well at the Dinah Shore. All right, y'all. That's your Shot of T- Culture for today, folks. We'll see you next time. Uh, thanks, you guys. Thanks.